This is, this is fine. 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 This is a poor substitute for therapy, but an excellent substitute for other podcasts. We're not like other podcasts. Join us as we find the answers to the universe's biggest questions like, is butter a carb? Does crying burn calories? And what the fuck am I doing with my life? We're here to be your part-time therapist, astrologer, concierge doctor, and fairy godmother. Do you need someone to validate you today? Cool, cool, cool. Come on in. We're fine. This is fine. Hello, glorious queens, kings, and royalty. Hello, friends. This podcast is coming to you from a studio in San Diego, but your host, that's me, Dominique. Hi. Your host is now currently located in Paris, Paris, France. If you're hearing this now, July 12th, 2023 and onward, bonjour. I miss you already, San Diego. On my final day in the studio in Pacific Beach with Dan, we had Shannon come down to record one last episode. I may sort of be crying as I am recording this right now, but enough about that, enough about me. Let's talk about the stars, shall we? Let's move on from emotion. <laughs> if this is your first time joining us on This Is Fine, first of all, welcome. Second of all, we are blessed to have my mentor and moon mom, master oracular astrologer and queen of all things mystic, Shannon Aganza, on call for us basically all of the time. Thank you, Shannon. She brings us a combination of Astrology 101 lessons so you can learn about things like your moon sign or what the astrology houses mean. And she also brings us transit updates, horoscopes, and lets us know what's going on in the cosmos. Today's update is on a major transit that's taking up the rest of the summer, plus a bit of fall, Venus in Leo, specifically Venus stationing retrograde in Leo. When you hear this, our goddess of love planet will already be in the fiery sign of the lion, but not yet retrograde. I'll let Shannon explain all of that, what it means, and what you should do with this information. All right, let's get into the horoscope. Okay, Shannon. Welcome back to the studio. It's our last day in the studio for a while. Oh. I know. Um, how are you feeling today? Is everything fine in your world? Super fine. <laughs> okay, great. Super fine. Super fine. I don't know about your world. Um, I'm excited. So obviously we're recording this before, but by the time you hear this, I will be in France, <gasps> which is crazy. We haven't like talked about it in like podcast context, you and I, but I know the secret's out. <laughs> the secret is the out. out and all birthed yeah. out of this podcast. No, literally all birthed out of the podcast, which you designed like the birth of the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. I'm like, yeah, this makes a lot of sense. So yeah, I'm I'm fine. I'm I'm excited. I'm nervous. I'm oh. got a lot going on. All the feelings. Yeah. Just super happy for you that you. you get to do this. Like, why not? Thank you. I'm I'm so excited and uh for those of you who don't know, I immediately called Shannon after we recorded the episode with Amanda and Morgan. And I was like, okay, am I am I going to do this? And Shannon was like, yeah, girl. <laughs> <laughs> like, why not? This is the perfect time. Like, it's in your chart. Well, thank you. Yeah. yeah I mean, you know best. <laughs> and it's, it's really interesting because you will be settling into your new life yeah. that has been a almost like an unrequited love. Oh, my God. Which actually is a 12th house Leo energy. Oh, my God. What an apropos theme. I'm jumping for... right to like, jumping spot right in the future. Yes. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. But that is. Oh, my God. We're going to have to like come back to this 
Yes. the day of publishing and have a nice little chat about it. So if you didn't gather already or hear any of my introduction, did you skip my intro? We are talking about Venus in Leo today. And you say this much better than me, the anatomy of Venus and Venus retrograde. Yes. So Venus, we're just going to have a little Venus, an astronomical Venus talk. And of course, the planet of beauty even has the most beautiful astronomical cycle. <laughs> um, she has a cycle that lasts 584 days. That's her full cycle going all the way around okay. within her retrograde, her direct, her Kazemis. And within that timing, we have this five-pointed star that she makes when she, every time she crosses the sun, whether it's through her retrograde cycle. So every retrograde, which is every year and a half approximately, mm -hmm. she dots a point in the zodiac that will then go to the next one that creates a five-pointed star. Like so within beautiful. eight years. She's just making art. Beautiful. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And it's it's, you know, the the Fibonacci sequence. It's literally the Formula for Harmony and Beauty. Music. Oh, my God. This is just astronomy, astrology, music, art, all coming together. It's it's all real. It's, it's all, all real. It's all connected. <laughs> so we'll just start. I'll just give this very, very quickly. So we do. We have this 584-day cycle. And what that's marking is her Kazemi retrograde to Kazemi retrograde. Okay. Okay. So... What that what a Kazemi is is when she's in the heart of the sun, right. like in that you know I use a seventeen minute um, orb. Okay, some people will use as much of a as a degree, but I use it really tight within a seventeen minute moment. <laughs> so when Venus is retrograde, that means we're on the same side of the sun, and it's what's called an inferior or an interior conjunction. Okay. Because she's between us and the sun, between the earth and the sun. And so we're very close. Mm -hmm. We're connected. So you, if you, we were putting our super goddess bodies on, <laughs> or god bodies on, <laughs> just thinking high level of power, and we're able to fly above the solar system— and we looked down at that moment, we would see that beautiful line. Gorgeous. That blue marble. <laughs> <laughs> the bright light Venus and then the golden sun. That's so stunning. Oh, my God. <laughs> and then there's the moment. Yeah. And whenever she is going retrograde, crossing the sun. So that, again, is the marking of the beginning of her cycle. Okay. And it begins also her trek to go underground okay. is what we look at. And what that means from, again, an astronomical uh, perspective is that from here on Earth, she's about to become a rising star, okay. meaning she rises above, in front of the sun in the early morning. Oh, beautiful. Okay. And that just becomes, she becomes. I actually didn't fully grasp that until you just said it right now. I'm like, oh. I hear rising star and setting star, 
And I'm still trying to figure out, you know, how that looks in charts, et cetera. So this is new vocab, not new vocab, but concepts that are starting to marinate a little bit more. (laughs) That's how it happens. Yeah. We just keep putting these concepts in your head and then click. Right. And so, again, as the rising, it it means she's literally in front of the sun as we're seeing things move across the sky. Okay. So that's why we see her for a little bit. And then the sun comes out and then we can't see her anymore got it and then she sets and um, i'm literally seeing it like in a chart and i'm like okay (laughs) like watching the wheel (laughs) yes and then at the midpoint of between that time when she's going underground there's going to be another conjunction that's called a superior conjunction meaning she's on the other side of the sun so again we're in our 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 super hero bodies flying (laughs) above the solar system. And we see this beautiful line of that blue marble, the big old golden sun in the center, and that sparkling light Venus on the exact opposite side. Okay. So when people use the term like stars align, this is kind of like what it means. Like like literally like (laughs) the stars are aligning. This is a really special time when everything lines up in conjunction. And that will be a time too that's considered a conjunction, but she's on the other side. So it's not retrograde. We only have retrogrades when we and the other planet are on the same side of the sun. Oh, interesting. Okay. So other conjunctions that happen that, and I know I'm giving you a lot of (laughs) astronomy, but it is good to kind of have in your mind that interior, you know, being close to us. Mm -hmm. Exterior is another way to say it, or right. superior. Okay. Um, on the other side, and this is when she's her fastest. Always, she's always crossing, and then that's the moment when she's going to become an evening star, Beautiful. where she just bursts through, and she kind of prefers <laughs> okay. the evening setting star because she can be more herself. She can be the love goddess. Okay. When she's on the other side, which is what we're going to be stepping into right now. Morning or rising. Yeah, morning or rising, becoming the morning rising star. She's the warrior. Okay. And and we do. We need to a little bit suit up. Right at dawn energy. <laughs> right at dawn energy and okay. just be a little more fierce. And so... That's what's happening within that cycle. And for this, you know, it's in the the sign of Leo. You know, we'll talk about that a little more in depth in a second. But we're looking at this 40-day, 40-night cycle, which— Just like Jesus wandering the desert. (laughs) Yeah, there's there's a thing to that, you know. Like everything, like growing up, Jesus out, like in my— I had to go to Lutheran school growing up. <laughs> Jesus out is like a great expression, honestly. <laughs> and, you know, I, it just, my translation as a kid, I was like, he was like kind of a nice guy. He was that a seemed nice very, dude. Yeah. very <laughs> Venus lovey like. You yeah. know, it's like, hey, ease up, forgive, you Super know. Loving. Whoa. <laughs> Why are you getting in a fight? Here, take my coat. Take my, I mean, very Venusian, right? Yeah, absolutely. Just, just. Yeah, I still have so. not passed being Jesus out. Like, <laughs> do you want to go to? You want to go to youth group? No, I'm pretty Jesus out for the day. It's like, <laughs> my new favorite phrase. Oh my god! I have my fill. <laughs> just I have my fill of Jesus for the, for the moment. That's right. That's oh my right. god! I, this is unrelated, but have you watched the Righteous Gemstones? Oh my favorite! Oh my god! It's the, that's where best. I feel like this would really fit that vocabulary. 
<laughs> very on brand for that program, which yeah, I think is the best show on television. <laughs> oh my so gosh. Funny. I'm so sorry. I didn't mean to get so <laughs> off key. But yes, there's the there's our 40 day, 40 night <laughs> there correlation. You go. She's just out. Yep. Okay. But this is kind of perfect actually to weave in because it is that same thing she's doing. And by the way, could we maybe say things got a little shaken up and like, how are we gonna cross-pollinate? You know, that that was during Hellenistic astrology heyday time. Wow. Was when he was doing his thing. Doing his thing, yeah. <laughs> Living, <And> rising. Like, <laughs> rising, setting. <laughs> Returning. Like, <laughs> caving. <laughs> um, <laughs> no disrespect intended. No, not at all. But hey, that was, We yeah, love Jesus. That was, that was Jesus' deal. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> but, they, you know, we see this of, like, crossing some of these other astrological events and times and traditions during that time. Cool. And so the whole thing, this is a thing. <laughs> Venus, when she's going underground, what is she doing? I'm going internal. I'm figuring things out. Mm. I'm going inside myself. Yeah. I have to go in, take, you know, take inventory. Yep. She's working on herself. Deal. She's working on herself and resting up. She's moisturizing. She's hydrating. <laughs> she's hydrating. <laughs> she's unbothered. She's doing her own thing. Like, <laughs> and then she's figuring out, yeah. what do I need? Because I'm about to rise at dawn. I'm going to go have to fight the fight. Yeah, I better know? get like at least nine hours of sleep. Like, <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and so that is sort of the time like that I recall. Yeah. He would go to the desert for the 40 days, 40 nights because he was trying to figure shit out. Yeah. I wonder, I just wonder, could it have possibly been at the same time as a Venus retrograde cycle? No, that's what I'm saying. That's You're exactly like it, it is. <laughs> yeah. what I'm saying, yeah. that they were trying to take those two things that was a common thing. Wow. And, and cross-pollinate. Right. Oh my God! Is my speculation that makes I, a it's lot of a sense? Speculation. Okay. I shouldn't say, but it, I mean, it is written. It is written. <laughs> it is true. Venus yeah. was thus. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that would be really cool. Just even thinking about the concept of it is cool. But it is a concept, mm -hmm. and that that's where it's baked from. Amazing. And what science? In science and religion, astronomy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Venus, like everything crossing, and it is. It's like a. It's a fantastic time for anybody to, you know, go inside. And so before we go into what we might each individually be working on, right. it's kind of important just real quickly to, you know, a bit of go through the broad Venus. context. Yeah. yeah. So we're going to get a lesson from Shannon on Venus in general and how Venus, you know, is acting in this sign. And then she's going to give a more personal breakdown because it's going to affect you a little bit differently, like a slightly different flavor based on what house in your own personal birth chart it's going to go through. I'll touch on that a little bit more later with resources, episodes you can listen back to. But let's start with the overarching context. Perfect. And yeah, so we'll talk about who she is. Like, who is this Venus? Who's Venus? Anyways, we keep calling her she? she and it's like a planet, but she's she. Like, oh, she's the she. She's the she. She is that girl. <laughs> there, you know, because that's the thing. We have polarity in life, right? So we have extreme expressions. And that's something we could say. It's like feminine, divine feminine on the one spectrum. 
you know, and then we right. go to Mars and we're looking at divine masculine and we tend to name male, but it doesn't mean it's of gender. It like, doesn't mean like biological sex. Has a Venus. Yeah. Exactly. Everybody has a Mars. And we have right. we all have those parts of of those pieces inside of us. Yeah. You can look at it. You've said this before, like yin and yang, if like that exactly. feels like more appropriate, like you don't connect yes. with the gendered words. But we will say in myth, like Venus was that embodiment of Aphrodite. Um, yes, Aphrodite is right. the same. Okay, you know, uh, Inanna. We have all the diff. Everybody has their myth, the different cultures their way their way of explaining their story mm-hmm. of this beautiful shining gem in the sky. And so Venus. When we look at Venus first, we need to understand like who she is. I'm still calling her she. I can't. Yep. No, that's it will never be broken. That's our vocabulary. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. (laughs) No, you're Um, good. So the main thing we're looking at with Venus is it's the planet of desire and love. Mm -hmm. Love being key. It's all things beautiful. It's everything pleasant. It's our connection. It's our ability and capacity to attract and to be attracted, to love and be loved, to seek and create beauty and harmony. And it is our capacity to engage in and be connected in intimate relationships, social relationships. And it is just, you know, sensuous pleasure. And so that's a good thing to think of because it is very strongly connected to Leo, even though she's not in her rulership in Leo. But it's it is the heart. The, it is the heart. Yeah. And it is love. So just, you know, little spoiler alert. <laughs> probably, you know, people will be reevaluating, you know, love relationships. Yeah. You know, and again, when we look at the houses, we're the thing we will distinguish is the territory, the where this is happening where the focus is, right. um, what area of life. But we know no matter what, we're dealing with a love principle. And the beauty of this, of she being in Leo for the whole track, is that she will also be under the guardianship of the sun. And the beauty of that is, well, the sun is in its rulership, has a tremendous amount of strength when in Leo. Right. The sun rules Leo. So the sun will be in Leo for a good chunk of the time. As a matter of fact, it's really beautiful. So first, let's look at Venus in Leo and how long she's going to be in Leo. Okay. So we'll kind of mark, we'll put our our sort of energetic timestamps on this. So Venus enters Leo on the 6th of uh, July. June. June. Oh. So we're already oh in there. Yeah, we're, we're there. <laughs> and the, the reason why I'm, I'm showing us, uh, like, the whole expanse, she will be in Leo from June 6th all the way until October 8th. So she usually spends less than a month mm-hmm. in a sign, and she has four months. So we're looking at Venus under the guardianship of the sun for four months. Four seasons. Yeah, it's very beautiful, which yeah. is pretty dang Lovely. Yeah. And then 
within that, when we want to start paying attention, and I'm sure you'll probably put this in the show notes because mm-hmm. you're so thorough. Well, thank you. <laughs> there we go. So we enter the front shadow, meaning she's crossing the degree that she's going to go back to when it's like, okay, I've had enough in here. It's time to, right. you know, you know, start going direct yeah. <laughs> and forward. So she enters that front shadow on June 19th. Okay. So <laughs> what we want to do is think back to hmm, June 19th. June 19th. Between June 19th and July 23rd, which is the day she starts the 40-day track. Uh, she starts yes. retrograde. It's that, it, you know, like we get hints as to what might be coming in. It's sort of like that, you know, premonitions of what's to come. Come in during that time. So we then go backwards, and that 40-day, 40 40-night 40 is July 23rd through September 3rd. So that is our expansive walking in the desert mm-hmm. or walking in our inner self, trying to figure things out. And within that time, on August 13th, we have the Kazemi. And so this is when she's literally going across the the heart of the sun and moving, she's specifically moving underground. And then she's still in that, you know, after she goes direct, she's then in a front shadow because she's gone all the way back to 12 degrees. She goes retrograde at 28. She goes back to 12. Mm-hmm. And then she has to move back forward over that same territory. And then on October 7th is when she crosses that point where she's still you know, because it's the end of the sign. There's only one day left, October 8th. Yeah. You know, that she's like, oh, well, okay. And then she plunges into not her favorite place. <laughs> Correct. Yes. <laughs> For both of us. <laughs> she'll, you know, I think she'll be ready. I think she'll be, you know, wow. Okay. I am a wiser being at this point. Right. And, and actually what's nice is that with, you know, the Leo energy, and we'll talk about that, like what is Leo? But she kind of moves into that Virgo, I think, a little. When I say sober, I mean that in the best of ways. Not somber, sober. Yeah, kind of like pure and clean almost. Pure and clean. And one of the issues of Leo can be, you know, ego, arrogance coming from this Drinking your own (laughs) Kool-Aid. Drinking your own (laughs) Kool-Aid. Exactly. Where I think it's not that it's humiliating going through it's being able to see things for what they are and why did i give importance to this yeah or usually because what did we say venus is relational right might be through relationship okay we might have you know fallen in love with love say with a person or the idea of someone exactly and so it's in that territory that we go Oh, we pull the curtain back and we get to see. I'm like, I've never done that. <laughs> <laughs> Don't feel alone. <laughs> yeah, you're not alone. <laughs> it's, I think ju- here's the thing. It's part of evolving. Right. I think if you haven't had that, you don't, you know, you don't have your stripes. Yeah. Like, we just need to go through that experience. And so with Venus being in Leo, this is a fire Sign. So right. we're looking at two sides. So we have this how we're dealing with ourselves relationally with other people. And really, it's like self love. Yeah. How we allow ourselves to be seen, 
how remember Venus, our ability to attract and and um, be attractive. Yeah. Did I say that right? Yeah. To, yes. To attract something to us and to be attractive to another. Mm-hmm. And so that's another thing that's under refinement of what are you coming from? Are you creating some illusion? And there's a reason why actors and actresses, what sign do they fall under? Leo. Leo. <laughs> a lot of Leos. <laughs> a lot of, and it's strong because they can become uh-huh. okay. whatever character and be dynamic and believable in it. You okay. know, that... But it is that, like, how do I morph myself to get something that I think is this? Is this really what I want? Right. So we're getting very clear on those things. And we already did the episode before, which is a perfect precursor to this one of talking about, you know, Mercury retrograde and Venus going, you know, retrograde in Leo. So it's a good, we're doing both of those. So we did the heart head. There will be a moment when... Mercury goes retrograde and, you know, which will be interesting because the first part, the sun, the sun is in charge of her entire trek through that whole entire time we said from the beginning to the end of the cycle and the shadows. So even if we put shadow bookends on it, we're looking at this cycle. We're already in it, but from June 19th all the way to October 7th. So the sun is guiding her. And this is what's beautiful. We can trust. We can go in. Our guardian is fit to hold us, fit Love that. to send us in where we need to go, and to be vulnerable, if anything, with ourselves and to be loved. Because that's all that Leo is at the end of the day, just high vibration love. Yep. And so when she becomes under the direction of the sun moved into Virgo mm-hmm. because that will happen. So she goes in. The day she goes retrograde, the sun moves into Leo. And it's like, I gotcha. I gotcha. It's okay. okay. It's like playing. What's that game where you fall back? Trust falls. Trust, trust falls. Yeah. It's like, I don't know. It's like, no, I'm right here. Yeah. Like, the sun places itself. You look forward. I'm right behind you. I love that. I'm like, I'm swaddle here. me like a baby. Like- <laughs> Exactly. So that you can go in and we really do want to do, you know, that work. And then exactly one month later, um, on August 23rd, mm-hmm. the sun moves into Virgo. So the the theme changes a little. So hopefully we've gone in where we've speculated, we see things. It's like, oh my gosh, okay, now I know my feeling. I know where my heart, where is my heart not based on what the world tells me I want. The outside, need. like, input, outside right. validation or direction. Exactly. Okay. It's all, like, my heart. And here's the thing. Allow yourself to find your heart, literally not based on how anybody else would measure it as right or wrong. When are we going to get this again? Not like this. Like, we will get Venus retrograde and Leo again. But it's this, we have a month in that. And then in comes the discernment tool. The mind enters. And so the day— With Virgo. With Virgo. that The sun enters Virgo and says, okay, now we're going to start working with this. You did this. Let's let's figure it out. We don't need to, like, figure out with our brain a darn thing from July 23rd to August 23rd. It's like feel your feels. Feel your feels, let it go in this direction, that direction, and, you know, we're going to give you a little exercise that you can be doing during this time at the end of this episode. 
but we start to make more sense of it. And this will be harder for the mentally uh, ruled st- ruled types. <laughs> Knew uh, where you were going with this. Yeah, to, uh, like strong types. And it's like, give yourself the gift of just going with the flow. Like I'm thinking of you. And yeah. Going, it's like you're going to be in Paris and like just feel the feels. Don't don't feel like you have to get think later. Think later. <laughs> because it will come. The thinking, the brain is going to come knocking at the door on that August 20th. And I'm like, I'm not home. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> no one's here. And then it's just that it's really cool because it's like the boss's boss's boss. It's like everybody has a boss. <laughs> so Venus has a boss. It's the sun while she's doing this trek. Yep. And then the sun is, you know, is its own boss. In Leo. in Leo, but right. then the minute it goes into Virgo, Mercury. Mercury becomes the boss. Okay. But Mercury, the day the sun goes into Virgo, Mercury goes stations retrograde. Isn't that, it's like so meant to be. Like yeah. I can't, so both of these things, the day the sun, the great light aligns itself to support the journey. Yep. So we're just looking at sort of when I say upgrading, I'm like going from my heart up to my head. That's what I mean, where it's, you know, and expanding. We're inviting yeah. the mind in. But Mercury retrograde through the rest of her cycle, retrograde, yeah. and she'll even go direct. She'll station direct. And that's in Virgo as well. Exactly. We'll which be is a good in spot. Virgo, which then Mercury is its own boss. Yeah. And can tell the sun what to do. So there's good, know? like, leadership happening. There's great leadership <laughs> And so we can really get some stuff done. Cool. So even if you feel uncomfortable, you're okay. Yeah. It's okay. Okay. Don't let fear come in. This is the time to overcome it. This is the time sit to Sit with just the uncomfy. <laughs> sit with the uncomfy and just allow a solution to come through. So that's another way to kind of look at it, yeah. that we may not be acting on the solution yet until Venus goes direct. But we can be thinking of solutions and writing them down. Right. And when I say solutions, it's how do I script the life I want? Like, this is what I love. Right. I can't get around this. This is this is what is meaningful to me. My driving force. This and is the core of what I want, the root exactly. behind my decisions, like who That's I go right. after, what I go after. Like, this is the root. This is the route, and then... Now we're going to plan around it. Exactly. <laughs> okay. We plan around it. It's like, it. what do I do with that information, and how do I bring that to life? That's right. You get some Virgo mind tricks. You get some Virgo <laughs> mind tricks. And then the other thing, too, because while she's still in her, you know, the front part, the post-shadow, we'll say, mm-hmm. when she's direct, and still in that territory of, like, we're still technically in the cycle, we're just going direct, then the sun... <laughs> On the 23rd, again, 923, mm-hmm. we'll move into Libra. Libra. And so she ends up in charge. Yep. She's in charge. Yep. Venus rules Libra. Libra. So they come together. And it's just, I think I already said this, but I want to reiterate that it's such a special relationship from a geocentric perspective between the sun and Venus because yeah. she is tethered to the sun she never deviates as well as mercury right you know, we're dealing with the both crew of these, the crew that's <laughs> yeah. the crew and it's really beautiful that there's all this exchange and and coming together and bringing the radiance out and so that's that's a thing to look at so cool. things we are looking to cultivate we'll start with 
just even on a basic, I can't help it. I'm making this an astrology lesson. So Venus being in Leo for this track, right. we're cultivating fixed fire or we're working within the parameters of fixed fire. So when fire is in balance, it is, you know, centered in, centered in self, not self-centered, but centered in self. Mm-hmm. And go one step farther when we're looping Leo in is the heart. Mm-hmm. It's radiant. It's glowing. It's warm. It's energetic. It's super creative. It allows spontaneity, passion, um, being assertive in a non-bossy way, just a clear way. It's very courageous. We have yeah. we have that on our side. It's perfect. The, the root of the word courage, right, is cœur, which is French for heart. Oh, oh beautiful. And there, it's of like course. the connection, like Leo rules over the heart. Oh, and it is, we do think of courage with mm-hmm. Leo. That's beautiful, being heart-centered. It's that inspirational leadership. Find something when you're feeling low you know, YouTube will always show up for you. <laughs> so true. Or this you know, podcast. Like. <laughs> or this podcast, you know, for some inspirational leadership. Yeah. Helping to find real self-confidence and that optimism. And so what we're doing is we're in the heart of something that is going to evolve into wisdom later when we come out of the cave, when we right. come out of this. So... That's really beautiful, right? So mm-hmm. if we have that in overabundance, you know, if we are more self-centered, hot-headed, impatient, impulsive, easily triggered, reactive, mm-hmm. uncontrollable in our, you know, our emotional nature, easily burnt out, mm-hmm. like more of that aggressive energy or domineering or egocentric or overwhelming others with your energy and not aware or insensitive to others, righteous, Yeah, (laughs) you know, then you get to deal with that polarity. And so understand, don't feel rejected, dejected if you're getting a bigger response to that. It's like, oh, you go to the polarity of it because there's always something within that polarity of the negative is that positive of, you know, what is beautiful on the other side of this. Right. If I'd been better thought out, I would have wrote it out. No, no, <laughs> it's it making perfect sense to me. <laughs> you know, centered and self, self-centered. Like right. there's one. That's a yeah. good one. You can never go wrong being centered in your true heart. Yeah. Period. I you love know? it. And so the fixed part, we know fixed energy is solid. It's in place. Structured. I always, structured. I like with a fire model, you know, mm-hmm. Aries is that initiating it's the spark, the cardinal. Fixed Leo is the fire that's constantly being fed in the fireplace, the hearth, yeah. the warmth that feed, you know, that feeds heat to the family. And then mutable Sag is like the wildfire. Fire. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Moving going, everywhere. Going crazy. And so we get this nice fixed solid it's like generative, generative heat. Yeah. And it, you're being fed. Yeah. And this is why it may seem like, oh my gosh, this is way over my head, like sun is ruling it. But, <laughs> but this brings it back to we have the sun putting logs on the fire, making sure we can stay with this. Like, get okay. comfortable. We're doing this. Make this a comfortable one. And so that's that fixed part. So there's, you know, a stabilization that occurs. And 
the thing, like my favorite thing with fixed, like if you figure this out about fixed, even people fixed energy, you know, you don't rush a fixed person. <laughs> if you try to hurry them, Preach. They <laughs> dig their heels in and go slower that you yep. cannot make it happen faster. So we're going to bridge that to this, that if there's something uncomfortable, it's like, or someone is irritating you mm-hmm. and you're trying to get them to move because it makes me feel better. If you do this, it's not going to happen. Nope. You may be triggered in this way. And that's on purpose, right? That's the lesson. It's part of it. Yeah. yeah. To go, okay, I need to find my radiance based on me, mm-hmm. self-love, right. not the other. And just here's another little thing. I can't believe I haven't said this. And, you know, just in the years of being an astrologer, like, oh, Venus about to go retrograde. I'm about to get all the calls and all that. <laughs> hey, what do you think of this person? What do you think of that person? Yeah. It is on a side note, like when it, people tend to just fly in. There's like tons of, re, you know, opportunities for relationship. But they te- it's not 100%. Okay. But people that come in during a Venus retrograde tend to be there to teach us about something. And they uh. don't always survive <laughs> the cycle. The the cycle, yeah. either the direction mm-hmm. or we may, the next Kazemi retrograde, okay, like a year and a half, like within yeah. a couple of years, it might be, okay, that's what that was. Mm-hmm. So I just tell people, if you do bring someone in, be aware of that. And, and just on like an electional level, this is just real nuts and bolts here. Do what you can to not make it official until Venus goes direct. So you have a <laughs> better election yeah. chart. Of I, when did we start? I literally thought you were going to say, don't get married. Oh. <laughs> it, You're like, yeah, kind of. <laughs> the only, you know, the remarriage, renewing your vows, there, okay. there, there can be some things that, you know, and Venus is in the sign of love. Absolutely. I would never elect uh, on purpose a marriage Get married during Venus retrograde in Virgo. <laughs> right. Like, yeah, Ouch. not going to happen. That's so mean. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, yeah. <laughs> exactly. It just, but it is, at least it's warm. But we're just, we're looking to gather information about ourselves. Right. And if we want to keep them after, you just need to keep sticking your head back on straight. Back on straight. Because you're going to feel passion. This is Leo. Yeah, it's true. all the things, you know. And so... Yes, we already, I think we kind of have explained through just even explaining fixed fire. We've covered Leo. That is Leo. Right. You know, so it is that people might question your loyalty. Ooh, that interesting. That can be a thing during this. Like, hey, are you loyal to me? Drama mm-hmm. comes up. Okay. You know, Leo. And this is, again, where you may have to connect in with your heart because it's testing your strength of willpower. Okay. So that's another thing we're looking at. And if we go all like Jesus-y, <laughs> I come back. <laughs> you know, it's like that, that you know, self-discipline. Like, oh. no, I'm going in. I'm doing something here. I need to keep, I need to keep committed to myself. Okay. I thought you were going to go like the Peter, you're going to betray me three times. Oh. <laughs> through, like. <laughs> oh, that's true. Right. Or um, Judas. Or, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It, it, it's like, and then be forgiving. But yeah, and having to let it go. Right. Boy, who knew? <laughs> right. Like a lot of parallels. <laughs> I feel like you did know. Jesus episode. Yeah. <laughs> like, Hopefully you're not too Jesus out by the end of this episode. <laughs> but um, I like what you brought up about, you know, 
potential drama from other people, like, you know, questions of loyalty, it feels like that might come from someone else's insecurity. Exactly. And the lesson you're saying is to not let their insecurity become your insecurity. Exactly. Because remember, Venus is retrograde in Leo somewhere in their chart. Right. So it could be like 11th house of their friendships. Exactly. Right. Okay. I love it. (laughs) Thank you. You, you, you are there. I'm telling (laughs) you, I keep telling Dominique, it's like, Dominique. You're there. You can call yourself an astrologer. Seriously, oh you, guys. you are there. You think you, and that's it. Exactly. Like you just know exactly where to go. And that's it. And suppose yours is in your fifth house of Leo. It's like, yeah. no, I don't need to prove my loyalty. I, I am a lover and I will love other people, you know, that I'm fine with. And, and that's okay. I respect. I will never put you and this other person who you're demanding loyalty, you know, to cut this other person out. Right. Because it can be Mafia dramatic. Style. <laughs> Mafia style. It can be dramatic like that during right. these times, you know, and you try to, you know, because who does Venus rule? Libra and Taurus. Libra and Taurus. Okay. So thinking of the Libra where she's going to, the sun is going to shine light mm-hmm. at the end of this. That's what she's going for. Is equanimity. When I say equanimity, I don't mean it in a peaceful way. I mean in a fair, balanced, harmonious way. Like Libra justice. That you can live with yourself is right. really what it comes down. Can I live with myself? I can live with myself. Yeah. Can I be loving towards everyone? I can. It doesn't mean I have to like that person. We may not like the other, and we may be able to completely understand why somebody else is not cool with that person. But it doesn't mean you have to adopt the same hatred and vengeance towards them. <laughs> and just you can love them from afar and, you know, like I hope they figure out why they're so miserable and they do this to you. But I can send them light to try to figure that out, to yeah. light their own path. So you don't have to carry that toxicity. Exactly. You don't have yeah. to carry other people's wounds, you know. And again, if we're going, you know, deep love, it's that. Like hopefully, you know, as a being, we we can be objective, right? you know. In all areas. Doesn't mean we have to like everybody. We just have to know where we are and not be pushed aside by somebody else's agenda of what they think we should, where we should be dispensing like or love. Okay. So that is, you know, possibly a big topic going on. Yeah. And maybe we don't find our words to communicate it in a clear way until the sun moves into Virgo, Virgo like, season. and Mercury is there. I, even though Mercury's retrograde, it's in a sign it's like double strong yeah. as far as exaltation and rulership. Right. And so, ooh, we can go in there and sculpt a beautiful way of, of explaining things. Right. Like, and this is true, like say you are married or in a long-term relationship. You know, these are things we can you know, make way, improve, bring, elevate things. Or who knows, you might be somewhere like, you know, what? I didn't feel good before and now it's really bearing down on me. I yeah. don't feel like I can be myself and maybe I need to create an exit strategy. Thank don't, you, next. <laughs> don't leave during the retrograde though. Like it's ah, a boomerang. Okay. People who break up, usually, this is usual, mm-hmm. generally speaking, if you break up during Venus retrograde, probably going to get back together. Interesting. It just it's something to be mindful of. Yeah. (laughs) But so, yes, that's that's that. I'm trying to think. Can you think of any other strong Leo themes? Ms. Dominique, (laughs) on the spot. I keep coming back to like, no, no, it's great. I keep coming back to the heart and the courage and the sharing of 
like the magnanimity, right? Like sharing yes. your warmth, sharing your light. Okay, generosity. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, That's the word. Okay. Where can we be generous? Mm-hmm. You know, it's also a time to really take care of your own body because it uh, is the Leo gives vitality to the physical body. Okay. So it's, it's yes, what are our needs? Not so much on that touristy right. resource needs. It's literally like on a physiological. How do, yes. How do I keep my body energized? Okay. I might need to rest. Okay. Like I might need more rest. Right. I might need to look at my diet when right. sun goes into Virgo. Mm-hmm. Oh, I don't have to deprive myself of something. It's about altering. I got to edit my diet. <laughs> I just have to edit my diet. Yeah. I Those love it. are the things that we can get to that you, if you, you know, kind of even go in with that intention, have right. a few intentions at the beginning. So the whole time that Venus is in Leo, whether direct or retrograde, it starts with the sun in Cancer, then the sun in Leo, then the sun in Virgo, and it ends with the sun in Libra. Is that correct? That's correct. If okay. we're doing front shadow. Mm-hmm. So it gets to... like four flavors throughout and like Leo is the one where it's really getting like the tools. Yes. Okay. Well, Leo is where we're in it. Mm-hmm. We're not thinking, we're not processing. Right. Tools Just feeling it. usually, come, it's more of a Virgo. Okay. Virgo's like, like their tools. Editor tools. <laughs> to do their, their craft. Yep. To, to shift energy. Mm-hmm. We're in the feels. Yeah. And we're just going, like going with the flow, okay. really, too, in that. And feeling and not judging, not judging yourself and not judging other. Beautiful. And then it feels really lovely and conclusive to end with the sun in Libra. That is that considered yes. mutual reception at that point? Yes. I forgot to say that. Okay. That's what's really beautiful is we do. We have the sun and Venus. I did write that down. <laughs> mutual reception. I'm pretending you know? to read your stuff from she afar. Tra- <laughs> she trades places. Yeah. So she trades places and moves into mutual reception, meaning cool. they're each in each other's sign. What a beautiful union, right? So if we wanted to do relationship work and we even wanted to, like, I don't know, sign up for an intensive, you know, relationship workshop retreat. I don't know. I'm sure they're Great. out there. Yeah. You know, <laughs> Sounds real. Yeah. <laughs> Sounds real. <laughs> this, or you want to do it within yourself or you, you're going to make, you know, front load some therapy appointments or I want to go in or I want to do some kind of journeys around it. Yeah. What, this is our time to get to that, to come into balanced relationship. Okay. Because that is the end of the story. That's beautiful. You know? Isn't it? It feels like it ties up with like a nice little sparkly Libra bow. <laughs> exactly. And that's why I say she goes through all of that, unless she was just la, 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 messing around. Fingers in the ears, <laughs> messing around, yeah. getting sloppy. Like text from the ex. I'm just going <laughs> flow. I felt like. Yeah drinking a whole bottle of tequila and I don't know like that's those, your journey <laughs> that's your journey but you'll get your progress report mm-hmm. you know probably more when Venus goes into Virgo yeah. at the end of it it's like ooh, yeah my liver hurts yeah or whatever Venus you know? and Virgo you smell tequila and you black out just like me <laughs> <laughs> so you know that it but the other side is I did my homework mm-hmm. I did my prep work I surrendered, not even just surrendered, I was open to everything that this cycle had to teach me. And I knew I would have a couple moments of 
of discomfort, maybe just because it doesn't feel good to let go because I'm letting go my safety switches, Mm -hmm. you know, my surge protectors. But the sun has been standing in the back holding me. Like, if we we don't have the sun, we don't have life, right? So it's like having a big, and then even having mercury is holding the sun holding you. Yeah. And then they trade places. And it's just this, to me, that's always what I see in the healthiest relationships that that are long-term, mm-hmm. like the long relationships, you know, are those that each person, they don't judge the other's blind spots. They support them in their blind spots. Nice. And each can like, oh, okay, I can let go. Then they learn how to trust each other. Like, okay, this is my blind spot. Thank you for giving me feedback. Yeah. And, but it, they do, both do it to each other. Right. And it's there's emotional safety. With the lack of judgment, there's the emotional yes. safety. Yeah. Exactly. Okay. So then I think what happens, we have Venus move into Virgo, and then it doesn't have to be a difficult thing. It can be a clear, she's mm-hmm. clear. Yeah. Like you were saying, sober. Sober. And then like, okay, I can really get my affairs in order and set up my life, do the infrastructure, organizing. I'm going to organize my life. I'm going to do what seems like not exciting, but I'm going to like clear my house and clear the, the stuff out of my house that no longer feels good to, to me. I have a bad feeling every time I look at that, or I feel right. guilty when I look at that, or oh. So that's actually a really good time for just going to do Venus talk. And then she's going to move into Libra after that, because that's what lovely. she does. <laughs> and then it's like, okay, I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm ready to build my life, my relation. All the stuff can feel really good and healthy. So that would be a better time for a relationship to start. Yeah, it can be. And I'm not saying Venus and Virgo isn't. It just, it's during the retrograde because the whole point of a retrograde is that, again, it means we and the planet are very close to each other. So it's very loud and it's trying to teach us something. Mm-hmm. So we're usually in being taught. Right. Undoing. So we're you're going to be like... Undoing, we're going in and things are being revealed. So, right. you know, we will draw in because it is Venus and sun-ruled Leo, mm-hmm. which is what? Magnetic. The sun pulls all kinds of things in. <laughs> you know, that you're going to draw to you... A lesson in the form of a person. Yes. <laughs> exactly. And some Likely. of you might not want that. Likely. Yeah. And you may really like that person. Yeah. You know, but it's going to bring up what you need. And then it may be you just need a progress report. Like, you've done a lot of work on yourself. It's like, I brought this person in. And it's yeah. like, oh, my gosh, no, it feels really clean. But I'm not going to move in with them. <laughs> not, not now. <laughs> wait, we're going to wait at least, to, you know, let Venus get to the other side of this right. cycle. So... I think we covered all the dates, didn't yeah, we? Yeah, we got the dates. Do you want to briefly go over houses? Yes. Lovely. So we'll just do the... And I think you said that earlier. You'll- yeah, we have an episode, episode 39. This will obviously be in the show notes as well. If you need a deep dive on every single house, all 12 houses in astrology, that's there for you. You can. I think we spent at least 10 minutes per house. Yes. So we really, really got into it. That'll give you a really nice primer if you don't have one already. Even if you do, I think it's nice to reflect and yes. get Shannon's take specifically. <laughs> so if you need a refresher, maybe pause right now and go back to episode 39. Otherwise, we're just going to keep on trucking. And then the other pause would be run your chart. Oh, yes. If you and- don't have your chart in front of you, you don't know where Leo is in your chart. Great call. Yeah. And... You know, if you you can do this either way, run a whole sign house and you're really looking at one strong, you know, house topic. And 
You know, it is a beautiful way to look at it, right? Like you have a whole house being grazed by the goddess. Mm-hmm. Isn't that beautiful? It's just love. She's painting like a paintbrush across that house she for you. <laughs> just going across and giving like she's paying extra attention. So this is another thing as mm-hmm. we go into this and seeing where. Right. Is she's paying extra t- attention to that area of your life. So again, topic of love. Mm-hmm. Love, self-love, love of other. Where where do I get too reactive around my ego? Where do I not stand up for myself? So right. these that's what we kind of go into this thinking. Like a universal theme for exactly. everyone. Okay. For of whatever house we fall into. Right. And sorry, one more one more statement. If you do run a quadrant house, you know, just look at the cusp and you'll see. Like you might end up you might still be in one house, but it might go over the expanse of two houses. Mm-hmm. That's for our more advanced listeners. If you're yeah. not looking at just whole sign is probably the easiest it's for beginners. The, it it just is. And yeah. it and it's a standalone house system. Like you really can mm-hmm. work with it. Only that house system. But just don't do it in Placidus. <laughs> I know. I'm funny. I'm like Coke is my favorite. But if and even if you do Placidus, is I'll have know. instructions in the show notes if none of that makes sense to you and you're just like, please just tell me where it is. Yeah. <laughs> I'll have instructions. Sign. Yeah. I'll sign. It's really clean. So first house. So we'll just do this really quick. Self-love. Easy. Your persona, what you look like, how you put yourself out in the world. Ooh. Chances are then Makeover you have time. a Leo ascendant. Yeah. So that means you, maybe you're the heat of everybody else. Like you warm everybody else and maybe we need to warm ourselves. or we're, you know, we're looking at our identity and image. So that, that's first house. I'm like makeover. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. I mean. (laughs) Makeover, bold, flowers, but also be careful of overspending on something that is like, Oh, I really regret that. Yeah, like, this could be a I time for the big like <laughs> trend, and I spent my yeah. rent's money on it. Yeah. And now, like, oh dang it. Okay, <laughs> so we watch for that too. Edit but. your shopping list when the sun is in Virgo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> but like, a, contemplating an image shift, absolutely. Okay. Um, second house, straight up self worth. How do I feel about myself? People having this will really be thinking about how they value themselves. And this is also money. So they'll be dealing with those resources, maybe igniting, allowing to come forward some gift or ability that they know they have, but they haven't allowed it because it hasn't been practical. Okay. So So Cancer Ascendant, you're working on yourself. Most likely Cancer Ascendant, not necessarily, but... That would make Leo your second house. That would make Leo your second house. Exactly. Exactly. I'm taking care of everybody else. Mm-hmm. And looking at the spending habits, mm, that would be okay. a good thing to like, what do I, why do I, it's what I value. So it's like, oh my gosh, I've been mindlessly unconsciously spending on this thing because I'm trying to impress everybody. Right. When it does, I just like, that's ridiculous. You know, or I'm going to allow myself a little, you know, it's the polarity. Okay. Third house, hmm, might get into some drama with a sibling or with your neighbors. Or on Twitter, maybe, communication. Exactly, (laughs) exactly. And so could have that or be in the, how do I say that, in the, like, observation place, Mm. watching other people do (laughs) it. Just eating the popcorn, like, watching the conversations. And this should have been said at the beginning. But you also want to see if you have any planets Uh, between 12 degrees 
and 28 okay. degrees of Leo. Right. So that's going to amplify. This is your transit. Okay. Pay attention relative and you can find it. We've done so much like you can find it online, I'm sure. But yep. also we've done, I think we've even talked about planets. Oh, not uh, sure. We've done the moon and risings, but oh, we haven't so done we planets haven't done yet. Planet? Yeah, oh, that's we'll have to do coming that. soon. <laughs> so you'll that the topic of that planet will be of the forefront. But if you don't have anything, it still is happening again mm -hmm. in an area of your chart. So yeah, third house, siblings. That, this would be most likely if you're a Gemini ascendant. Yes, most likely mm -hmm. if you're doing whole sign. Mm -hmm. Exactly. And there there it is, siblings. Right? <laughs> <You know>? Yeah. <laughs> the <laughs> twins. <laughs> the twins. Fourth house, home. So we're mm -hmm. really moving into the center of our of the hearth, you know, going yeah. into the home. Family. This is where family dynamics have an opportunity to shift if you're not happy with them. Right. Issues of the mother. Okay. In general. In general, we say mother is fourth, father is tenth. Mm -hmm. um, but it could just be parents, family, and just straight up your home. Like yeah. just like if your it's physical in your home. First, <laughs> yeah. You're giving yourself a makeover. Uh-huh contemplating it, yep. you know, because we've outgrown something. Same thing in the fourth, like we might be we might be looking at, hmm, how can I just even buy a different color pillow? Right. <laughs> you know, just freshen up put, a little bit. Put plants. And what do, yeah, to, to nurture yourself. Yeah, to and that, the plants make sense because that would be, if you're possibly a Taurus rising, Leo might be your fourth house. You might like having that like nature, exactly. like the things that look and feel good in your home. Feed it. Exactly. Yeah. I love your tip. That's perfect. <laughs> the wheel's just going backwards in my head. <laughs> but that's the way it works. Yeah. Exactly. That's amazing. Also, I do want to mention with the fourth, it is the end of all matters, the end of life. So if ah. something's just been like, Oh my God, I'm I'm really having a hard time with something. This is your opportunity wow. to, to bring an end to something, whether it's ending a contract, a relationship, or something. You have like mighty God, goddess energy. There, Mercury will be coming in to help you. We yeah. have a lot of support. Wow, I didn't know that that was uh, part of the fourth house. Learn that something is, new every day. <laughs> it's the it's the base. Yeah, the like the root. I see. Right. Yep. It's yeah. midnight. It's uh -huh. literally the bottom, the most bottom something's ever going to be. The midnight thing makes a ton of sense. So it's interesting because it does show like how our life began, mm -hmm. our childhood, and it shows the end of our life. Even though eighth is death. Right. And twelfth is like some endings too. Um, it's, yeah, it's a In little a different. different yeah. But that fourth, we think of fourth and you know, eighth kind of have those, in it, but fourth is the end of the matter. Wow. Okay. It's where all things come to end. <laughs> <laughs> so, so think about that. Use that. That can be a magic power. Okay. Fifth, we go all into right. a point fun. A fun one for possibly an Aries rising. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So th there we have this fire, mm -hmm. you know, and that, you know, the fifth is that creativity and Venus retrograde and Leo. It's like, I just need to take a painting class or something like this is the person that should really just go for it go like, ham <laughs> go ham and just and for what you want to do like what do i want to do i need an extension of my creativity and it doesn't have to be perfect that's the whole point we don't we're not inviting the head in yet right we're just invite like <laughs> she's not invited yet <laughs> she's just not invited yet yeah. we got to this is heart get, only yeah we got to give the the heart a uh, a uh, 
running start first. Yeah. <laughs> you know? I wonder if that will be challenging for an Aries ascendant to not use their head. <laughs> I, I Yes, but also they are spontaneous mm-hmm. and, and can just go with the flow. So yeah. that's why I think this is... Do you know, first, think later. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. To just really, and that might even be, you know, I'm going to take a body movement, something. Cool. Yeah, I've always wanted to dance. I'm going to start yeah, that. Yeah. Love that. You know, or a sport. I want to learn how to do something. You know, it just, but just doing something super creative or launching, not launching. I take that back. It's not launch time during retrograde. <laughs> But putting together something like, I want to launch a business around this that is more to my heart. You can indulge every drop of fantasy around that, putting it on paper, making, you know, vision boards, and then we execute later. Okay. We just let it all, like, move out. So it's sort of like feelings-led ideation if you're making a vision board with your heart versus your brain. Exactly. Love. Mercury, just keep, get, get, nope, putting your, what is it, the earbud, noise cancellation <laughs> earbuds, you know. Like blindfold like you Mercury. Get, you get a chance later, <laughs> but just wait. I'm going to give you something good to work with. I will say this too, gambling is connected to, to, fifth house. to the fifth house. So, you know, be careful. Don't, <laughs> just like the don't, don't yeah. buy the thing. That, be careful like, with your money. Be careful with your money. Yeah. What about evaluating your approach to dating with the fifth house? Yep. That okay. is. So people with this in their fifth mm-hmm. may be, you know, some of the stronger ones cycling in people. Okay. You know, that that is a strong. And so we want to be clear. We're not going to, you know, go straight in. We're going to allow ourselves to experience other people's energy. And then we'll make decisions about permanency later. Cool. So, yeah, perfect. I'm happy you brought that in. That's like key Venus Leo. <laughs> well, thank you. <laughs> and then sixth. Sixth okay. is our state of health. Mm-hmm. And it's possibly a Pisces ascendant. Yeah, which, <laughs> hello, <laughs> you know, Pisces ascendant could be um, very sensitive to their environment. Right. Like it is that take everything in, easily overwhelmed. And so we do see that. What do we need to bring vitality to the body? Okay. And... So not be overwhelmed. And not be overwhelmed. So chances are you will be serving literally how you spend your day. Now, this I'm going to have a little deviation. It might be you want to feel. So it's like, okay, this is how I feel. Let me just, you know, for fun, just kind of write down like what I am eating. What And when I say that I'm not talking about weight, I'm talking about certain foods might have certain effects on the body right that it's like okay i might need to back off on sugar or whatever it is or i'm just going to give this a try and see how i feel so we're seeing because pisces ascendant is super sensitive sensitive and they take it and like okay the chemicals and things like i'm just gonna just gonna see how i feel right when i do this different i mean that was a life-changing thing for me when i food journaled not for like macro and micronutrients or calories i just kind of kept a log of what I was eating and started connecting it to migraines a handful mm-hmm. of years ago. And I realized raw red onions, very specific, oh, yeah. very niche. No one ever told me to watch out for it. Those, and I know you can vouch oh, for yeah. this too. Kryptonite. Kryptonite for migraines. Just smelling it. Yeah. I'm done. Yeah. The raw red onions. So uh, just something that had nothing to do, like you said, right. with weight, just kind of observing like how do I feel when I eat certain foods and having like a gentleness to it. Yeah. And the feeling part. And mm-hmm. so this even goes maybe a little deeper, like 
we know, like if you have candida, Mm -hmm. you might crave certain foods. And candida mimics other ailments that we think it's this other thing of depression or, you know, anxiety, not being able to sleep at night. And at least if you take like some of those things out and we see how we, how we feel, like what is our mood right. after we eat certain things? Mm-hmm. Again, this is not saying right, wrong, good or bad. It's right. just, this is how I feel. Just I'm just being present to feel it. Yep. This is a good exercise for anyone always, but I guess especially always, but, if you have a but, Leo 6th house. <laughs> but boy, if you have Leo 6th house, you're going to really be able to gather some intel. Yeah. You know, and this is the other side, too, is the people that I surround myself with. Because is there, this is also the house of coworkers. Oh, yeah. So maybe like, wow, I didn't realize how much listening to other coworkers' drama, mm-hmm. you know, really takes me down. It's draining. So yeah. I need to watch that. So that's that. We may have also things come up, incidents with our pets. Yeah. So... Be gentle with your your babies, (laughs) your pet babies. And it's like, okay, there it happened. Mm -hmm. I had to take her to the vet and she's okay. Yeah. We corrected her. Revisiting health, right? Like we're we're just tracing our steps, seeing what their health is like. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Exactly. So, yeah, that's six. And just straight up, sixth house is self improvement. Right. Refining herself. Yeah. So, really, to me, got the most gold to harvest. Yeah. <laughs> Good for you, probably Pisces Ascendant. <laughs> like, oh, I kept it there for a day and then I floated. No, just kidding. <laughs> okay, seventh. This is straight up another one, just like the fifth. Mm-hmm. where Kind of literal. Uh, literal and looking at the issue of relationship. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Marriage. I know I want to get married or I don't want to be married anymore. <laughs> you know, because it's both... Marriage and dissolution of marriage. It's it's contractual yeah. relationships. Or like we're already in it. And so there's a lot to do in the seventh. So you might be working with uh, your partner mm-hmm. and things getting, we can either bring a lot of light. Like again, whenever it's retrograde, we're listening to the other person, you know, and then, oh, okay, have a better understanding if that's our intention. But, and the other is, you know, I want a I want a relationship. That that was my butt. Was yeah. probably if you're if you're single, you might be really looking at like that. craving a relationship. Craving. Yeah, and so and it's all good. It's like okay, what do what do I need within myself? What am I not fulfilling in myself that I think this partner's going to fulfill? Right. I've done this ugh, decades working individually with the exact same people, mm-hmm. like over expanses of time. And it is on this issue, you mm-hmm. can go figure, you know, this this is a big one. And I am Libra, so I'm always there for the conversation. I love yep. it. But it like time and time again, until the person for real says, you know what, I'm just going to I'm trying so hard to bring this in. I'm just going to like really write down what I think I'm going to get. And I'm just going to focus on doing it for myself. Then boom person walks in it just it's like magic magic tricks for your a possible aquarius rising (laughs) so you can exactly so you can accelerate this process under this okay eighth house so eighth is the place we already said death and i'm not saying anybody's dying during this time the cap risings are shaking in their boots (laughs) (laughs) and and what's kind of perfect is actually they're you know like i can handle it Mm -hmm. you know they do have resiliency to them but it is those karmic conditions and we could even say that the people who have the cap ascendant Mm -hmm. 
Leo is in the eighth that they're like they're so busy working so hard holding things together for others, mm-hmm. you know, and do, and being ambitious with their work. I can do that later. That you know there is a need for them to consciously connect in with their heart because it's like I haven't wanted to do it because I'm afraid I'm going to fall. I'm going to crumble if I do. And right. the building's going to fall apart if I let go. Mm-hmm. So this is your safe time to f- fall apart. Let yourself be a mess a little bit. <laughs> let yourself be a mess a little bit. And also, you know, maybe survey the needs in relationship. And I'm not saying this is every cap ascendant, but, you know, like, do they have to, you know, there's a checklist of what they have to, you know, fulfill and based on status mm-hmm. based on how does it look in the outer uh, world okay that's what i mean by appearances status. Yeah. appearances optics totally so it's like but does that fill my heart i can have both cool like i can have both i don't need a person who's you know who's just they need someone who has a bit of structure to them <laughs> you know something right you know but at least there's something of like, okay, I can let both in. And straight up karmic issues. Karmic stuff can come up when things are happening in the eighth. And all that means, no fear. All that means is, okay, I can made a contract with myself, with my soul to undo a couple things. So they get to undo something. So pick it. Be be the cap ascendant. Be in control. Yeah. Pick a topic. All right. And then it's like Venus is, sure, let's do it. Cool. You know? Yeah. Use your Capricorn direction. <laughs> Use the Capricorn direction. It's like, but we're working on something, Cap Ascendant. Yeah. We'll work on that, you know. So there's that. Also, I will say this just like the second house, you know, it is the polarity that like trying to get the finances in control, setting mm. up a, some kind of debt payback or whatever it is. You can make headway around that. And they are the ones who would really benefit from making the appointment with the therapist, like front load some some therapy appointments, because this is the house of that, like psychology, psychology, psychotherapy. Right. So, oh, yeah, like reviewing your psychology. That's a cool theme. And, you know, it's very efficient for a Kappa Senate. I don't have time to go for years. It's like, great, get six appointments in and you're good. Amazing. (laughs) Lucky. (laughs) You'll get a lot done. And then ninth house, Mm -hmm. you're probably really looking at yourself in terms of like, where do I want to go next? Right. Which is funny because this is probably Sagittarius. Exactly. Exactly. And that like, okay, I have fulfilled a lot of things that I've wanted to fulfill And now I'm letting my heart communicate to me where I'd like to go next, what other thing I would like to do. Maybe I think it's okay for them to do a bigger travel. Like if you want to take a big trip abroad and get your mind out of day to day and let your eyeballs see something you don't look at every day, you know, and gather and do it on a level of like more inspirational, you Mm -hmm. know, not so much, you know, practical, but. You know, that this is not a bad time to do it as long as you know, especially if, if we're in the Mercury retrograde timing, that we just have to go with the flow and be patient, okay. you know. But that or, you know, just really not putting pressure on the self, but just to survey, like, what do I want to do next? I don't know if I know I want to do next. Let me feel it out. Let okay. me set intentions for myself for it to be revealed. And so 
Yeah. And a little goal that this is this kind of a, you know, uh, vision boarding placement too. Okay. I'm like thinking about this um, as my uh, relocation chart. And I'm like, oh, yes, I will apply this. <laughs> mm-hmm. Exactly. It, yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's, that's really cool that you will be cementing that in. You're going to be getting used to your community, getting used to, okay, this is my new life. Yeah. This is my new day to day. Now what are we doing? <laughs> now what are we doing? Where am I going to go with this? I'm going to, you, I, I'm pointing my finger at you. You enjoy yourself. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. Them like, you make sure you enjoy yourself. The one first. who has to be yelled at to have fun. Like, <laughs> exactly. Saturn's in my fifth house. Like, <laughs> exactly. That it is that. that. And that would be asking you to do that. Take in the cultural Mm. joys love environment okay that's amazing okay we're i think we are spending more time than i thought we would no it's great yeah so So, scorpio ascendant most likely would have leo as a 10th house so 10th house career Mm -hmm. you get to work on like what am i doing Mm -hmm. how do i want to evolve my status my placement and what may be like this, this could be an actual real thing happening for some Scorpio ascendant people out there Yeah, that they try to, you know, kind of not hide, but they don't showboat <laughs> themselves. And that may be what this <laughs> is, where it's like, you got to take credit for your stuff. You right. have to allow yourself to be seen. So this may be the thing going on for the Scorpio Ascendant people. Okay. You know, where it's like, it's okay to shine your light. It's right. okay. Like, if you want to evolve, you can't just expect people are going to promote you or put you out there because you did a good job. Right. Because you did a really good job. It's the people who, it's just like making peace with it because they can't stand that. It's like, that is not fair. They should be measured on effort and what I've done and Mm -hmm. what's real. And this is just, you know what, screw it. You know, just just make peace with it and get to your place and then go back to being, you know, upset by (laughs) the way the world works. So like get used to like some good PR for your career. Exactly. (laughs) Like what you're doing in the workspace. Exactly. Like I mean that would be it in a very simple way. Okay. You know, (laughs) and increasing your reputation, be being very Okay. okay, here's another thing real quick. Have an awareness that you might be being watched and you don't know you're being watched. You live uh-huh. every day in your career, in your job, as if you're being watched by whoever you think if they were watching you, they would promote you. Okay. <laughs> Did that make sense? Yeah, totally. <laughs> okay. Because you might be secretly being watched. Yeah. And eyeballed for something and you're thinking you're not being seen, but you really are. <laughs> feel so Scorpio. <laughs> Just yeah. like being sort of spied on. Would it be a good time to evaluate your, I guess, reasons why you don't like taking credit, like kind of getting into like, what are my motives around this? Like, why Always. is this like part of my value system? I think that they just truly, it it being seen isn't a thing for them, which I strongly appreciate. Mm-hmm. They actually already know the Leo trap. Right. And they're really... They're like, not like, for me, thanks. <laughs> they, well, they know yeah. that it's glamour mm-hmm. and it isn't a lot of times real. Substance. Right. So. Stella's snoring. <laughs> she's like, hey, I have Leo in my 10th house. Stop that. I, like what it, I think she's a Sag ascendant, actually. She, yeah. Well, close. I know. She might have in Coke House Cuss. Yeah, actually. Like she may we, share a we're going to look at that later. <laughs> we're going to look at that for sure. 
But it is, but that's the thing that even though they know that, it's still okay for them to be radiant and be seen. Okay. E- even if. Okay. You know, and they don't have to be fake. They don't have to pretend. Authenticity. Authenticity. But yeah, th- yeah, that was a good, good addition there. Cool. Okay, 11th house. This right. I think we said this at the beginning. You yeah. mentioned this with uh, friend drama. Right. Loyalty. Loyalty. Friend drama. Libra ascendance. Um, <laughs> drama within an organization you're involved in. Okay. Some, you know, some differentiation about how, what's the leadership of the group. Right. You know, and having some, you know, ego issues coming or if that has been involved in a group you're in this is when it everything comes to the surface and will be dealt with okay in general the other side is that leo is giving some good energy to how you want to vision your life your hopes dreams wishes just go for it just let yourself luxuriate in that it's a little it's another vision board place okay so Libra Risings, most likely this is time to do this. Time to get the craft stuff out or Pinterest yeah. open, whatever yeah, works. Exactly. Oh my gosh. That yeah, Pinterest, why not? That's I oh do my a God, lot of you stuff. Have to there. Teach me. Oh my god, of course. I would be honored. My son is Libra. <laughs> my ascendant is not, but yeah. I need that. Yeah. That, it's so nice. It's so fun. I do it for so that. many different yeah. scenarios. I'm like, I just need to visualize this and then I just go straight to Pinterest and yeah. I make myself a secret little board. Because there's going to be more on Pinterest than in print. Oh, yeah. It's so helpful. You can literally, like, I searched for pictures of white golden retrievers in front of the oh. Eiffel Tower. Like, that's oh. so niche. <laughs> but that was part of my vision board. And then here we go. I know. Crazy. It works. <laughs> that's amazing. Which takes us to the 12th. Oh, yeah. So, and now we're here. <laughs> and isn't that you have Leo in the 12th? Yeah, depending on the house system. So Virgo Ascendant. I am 11th, 12th in Coke, or just 12th in whole sign. Exactly. Mm -hmm. So one thing about the 12th house that even though it has a lot of like that Mm self-sabotage and all that kind of stuff, it is also the place where we can dream our life. You know, when you have Leo there, where you can literally manifest your heart's desire. Ooh, I did not expect, I was like, it's going to be all about like (laughs) self-sabotage. And you, well, it it only becomes self-sabotage when you overthink it and think I'm not worthy. Right. uh, Issues of worthiness. In the Virgo trap. In the Virgo trap. Right. Being, well, that's not a reality. That's not practical. Right. When the heart is like, oh, you know, every Virgo ascendant does have like a desire somewhere inside of them. (laughs) Somewhere in there, there's there's desire. There's there's like the dream of being able to just have, have what you want. They just you know, can sometimes not allow it for themselves. Mm -hmm. But that is like, you're literally going to be, you know, the 360 circle standing in the place that you (laughs) found the image of two things you didn't have yet. And now you will have them there. Oh my God, that's so crazy. I mean, you've seen when I do try to get out of my own way and I'm like, okay, I want to manifest this thing. Like you've seen like my computer, like background desktop, whatever it's called. Which I update every year, and, like, one year there was, like, a picture of, like, my dream car and my dream dog. And then, like, both of them—2018 was buck wild, man. Like, wow. I don't know what kind of transits were happening then, but this feels like a maybe a vision board time for me, too. <laughs> no, this is a great—well, you're going to need a vision board 
based on your new place. Yeah. And here's the thing. You can just replenish it, change it, and shift it, and yeah. keep working with it. The other thing with the 12th house is... So some of you, Virgo, right? The, sub, the subconscious. So if the, it, it's our blind spot. So it mm-hmm. is that place where, okay, if there are things like, I don't even know. I don't know what what's blocking me yeah. on anything. You're just open. Like, please bring it in. Okay. Or I desire to do this during my sleepy time. Like, <laughs> I am intending every night I go to bed, which actually when we do our little self-care part. Ooh, yeah. Here, that's in there for everybody, but the 12th house people will really benefit from making an intention before they go to sleep that, okay. you know, that deeper work, I am clearing and undoing my blocks in my sleep. I invite my higher self to come in, my teachers, my guides to come in and help me work through these things. So when I wake up, my life is is a little clearer. Amazing. You could do that. Obsessed. I'm like the 40 nights of that yeah. 40 days and 40 nights is about to pop off. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> okay. So for 12th house Leo people... Maybe, like, get that journal next to your bed. Yes. Set the intention. Set the intention. And then for everyone, I do—I like this just in general for every time we have Venus going retrograde. So it is—I call it the self-care journal that that you're going to have just for this 40-day cycle. And because what's happening is— when Venus goes retrograde, it triggers the unconscious to unwind mm. because we're going inward, like a DNA strand softening and unwinding itself. And so during this time, around all those topics we just talked about, you want to write down feelings um, that are coming up and also including like miracles or cosmic coincidences. You want to write these things down and then we have a date. We can look at it in your chart later. But also like write your, literally write your dreams. Like he, especially our 12th house people, you know, write your dreams down because when we're unable to process what's going on in our conscious mind, our higher self and our angels will communicate and work with us in our dream state. So again, 12th house people, like anybody can yeah, do this. but that makes so much sense. Like a Virgo ascendant most likely is going to have like a really chattery brain during the day. Yes. So when you shut down at night, that is actually an easier time, at least from my perspective. Exactly. And then if we want to sort of like hasten things, like how can I bring something up in order to best deal? I like using a foam roller and you could just start with a gentle one because we know this now. I think it's become more common knowledge right. now than it used to be. But we know that like trauma or stuck, you know, patterns can be held in the fascia. Right. Like lodged in our tissues. <laughs> exactly. And so we lovingly, that's why I say use a soft, you know, if your Aries is saying, right, hard right now to do <laughs> Assaulting this. with like a Theragun. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but just, you know, roll before you go to sleep at night, okay. you know, to kind of pull it up. And then we let... We let our higher self and our angels take care yes. of it when we're, you know, doing this. And then I also suggest working with a deck, like picking a card daily. So when you wake up, you pick a card and this gives your higher self, this gives your angels a way to communicate with you of like, okay, just what am I feeling into in this day? And we don't judge it right or wrong. We're just, what am I feeling into? And then you can pick a card before you go to sleep and you ask for the work you're focusing while you're in a dream state, like that inner plane 
kind of classroom energy. And so, again, we and that's all we're doing. Like, that's the Leo part is we're just surrendering into it. So you can pick a card upon rising, asking, you know, for the feel of the day, and then you can set your intentions if you like. And again, basing it on feelings, you'll probably be clearer if you're doing the nighttime. And you can pick a, I don't know if I said that yet, but you can pick a card, you know, going to sleep Mm -hmm. too. Your dream card. (laughs) Your dream card. Exactly. This is what I'm focusing. This is what I am releasing into in my night. So if you pick a challenging card, go, thank you. Mm -hmm. (sighs) I get to just let that go tonight. And then two for like doing kind of intention, like, okay, what kind of relationship would I like to bring in? Because Mm -hmm. this is Venus. I suggest to people when focusing on bringing a relationship in, don't think in terms of some like some exact person or someone's characteristics or personality traits. Rather, focus on more the energy that you'll experience when in a safe, loving relationship. And that, I'm telling you, I've done, done this with so many people, and that tracks it in a little better because we're not dealing with the mind when we weave the mind in, it has to default to this, mm-hmm. what feels good. And then, you know, what Venus will likely bring to you is the cultivation of that energy that is for yourself, um, which does attract the other um, into that vibration that you created. So I mean, the same goes for the job, the mm-hmm. money, the the house, the house, the good relationship with our siblings, mm-hmm. the health, the everything. That's the so. juiciest piece of wisdom, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it, that that it seems so simple, but the that's it, people. Like yeah. that's the key. You do that, you know. Then you're with yourself too. Yep. Like we're with ourselves. May as well come to like ourselves and. <laughs> It would be you know? so much nicer if we did. <laughs> I know. Exactly. And so that's it. That's the other one. Self-love. Um, Shannon, so you just really did the damn thing yet again. <laughs> 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 Went through the whole Zodiac, the whole 12 houses. And I didn't expect to go so long, but we can't help it, right? Yeah. There's just so much to cover. It's like I think we're like probably getting close to two hours. <laughs> Dang it. Oh, my God. No, it's I'm good. Sorry. This is a resource. Well, you're good in that you put timestamps. Yeah, there will be so many timestamps. <laughs> By the time you're listening to this, you've already found them. So <laughs> we're <right>. good. <laughs> Shannon, thank you. Recording here with you has just Aww. been the greatest joy. And like these lessons I'm learning, oh. people are hearing me learn in real time. <laughs> so sure. thank you for all you do. And Aww. the next time we do this is going to be pleasure. on the phone. <gasps> I know. But I will be here. You'll be here holding I'll be it down. Here with Dan. <laughs> yeah, you Dan just holding on the fort. I look forward to that. I love you. Thank you. Oh, I, love you. I hope today's episode brought you some insight, a lot of joy, and a lot of astro education that helps you see the world through this lens. And of course, I hope you now have the opportunity to do some reflection this summer during this particular celestial transit. As a reminder, This Is Fine community members can sign up for Shannon's coursework at Moon Gathering. That's also hyperlinked in the show notes. You can learn to read your birth chart or even learn more about tarot. Use the code THISISFINE, all caps, one word at checkout, and you'll get a special members-only price for one of her classes. We are taking a short break over here on Team This Is Fine. We'll be back in a couple weeks. We are figuring out our new international dynamic and getting set up, and I am giving myself a bit of a breather to get settled over here too. 
Make sure you are subscribed and have notifications turned on so you don't miss the next episode after the break. I am sending you heaps of love from California, from Paris. No matter where you are, I adore you. Je vous aime beaucoup. I'll see you back here soon. A bientôt. Bye. Thanks for tuning in to this episode of This Is Fine. I've been your host, Dominique Michelle Astorino. We're based in San Diego, recording in studio at DLI Productions in Pacific Beach with Emmy Award-winning sound designer Dan De La Isla. This is a comedy and advice podcast, but for legal reasons, this entire podcast is a joke and none of it is medical advice. To download the transcript or learn more, visit thisisfinepodcast.com. 